My bitch driver all white, right? Couldn't hit it if niggas had ice. Things can't call it, you like You had it and you lost all the time. Fucking buy a baby, don't talk to me. For a show, 150, don't talk to me. You ain't never help your mans, don't talk to me. What's up, everybody? We call it soccer. Michael's not here right now. He's a little late, but that's Kobe. I'm Walker. How you doing today, man? Doing well, doing well, man. Good to be back. Um, excited to talk some soccer. Yeah, dude. It's great to have you back, man. We need to get you back in because the Manchester Derby happened. Um, you know, we were all pretty optimistic about Ali last time we talked. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, some things happened. A formation change, some beautiful Ronaldo goals. And um, now we're sitting here after a bad loss to Liverpool, a narrow win to a Spurs side that, you know, then lost their manager and hired who was speculated to take Ollie's job if he was to go. Ronaldo, magic in the Champions League, and then a disappointing derby. So, all in all, how are you feeling about Man United on the season and Ali as a as a long term manager? I mean, there's one word, Walker. There's one word. It's sad. You're just sad if you're a Man United fan right now. There's no other way to put it. Old Trafford is no longer the place that it used to be. You know, they haven't had the success that you expect them to have there. It's not intimidating to opponents anymore you know, to come into Old Trafford and to play Man United. It's just not. And it's sad to see. Like, it's really sad. And you would have thought that with Ronaldo and the team, things would have been different, but they're not. They still have the same issues defending. They still have questions in the midfield. Ronaldo has been scoring goals out his ass, but what has it meant for the team as a whole? Not much. You could chalk it up to the manager. You could chalk it up to deep-rooted issues at the club. But it's it's sad. It is sad. It's and, sad. you know, perfect note. Michael's joined us now. Welcome, bud. Um, What's up, man? What's Congrats good? on the new gig. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, sounds like you guys are talking about a really, uh, really, a really good team in a great position right now. Um, Sounds like couldn't be better for them. Really? Man. So so let's so let's get let's get that take. Um how how are you feeling about United, Ali, the the letdown of a derby it was and th- this whirlwind of a supposed three games to save his job? Um I I guess someone must have like misread the memo or something because it wasn't three games apparently, it's probably three months <laughs> to save his job because he should be gone. I personally think that that city game was much worse than the Liverpool game. Not like result, definitely worse Liverpool, but the way they played, they went out there and just looked like Norwich. Like they had nothing to do. They had none of the ball. When they got it, they didn't look threatening whatsoever. If it wasn't for De Gea standing on his head again, this would have been the same or worse scoreline than Liverpool. And uh, just, you can't have that at a club the size of United and frankly, any club, there's a difference between losing and then trying to implement something and trying to see um, a pattern, trying to see something, you know, grow and something to build off of. But I've watched that game twice somehow. Like, I guess I love just hating myself and I haven't 
I, I don't notice a pattern of play. I don't notice anything. It's just, it, it's literally just get, try and get the ball to Ronaldo, like occasionally and hopefully he scores a banger. And it's a lot of just individual brilliance winning games. And uh, I think that individual brilliance is starting to run out and it's starting to show with the results. I mean, like, when is the last time you saw a Cristiano Ronaldo-led team sit back <laughs> in a league match against a rival? Sit, they fly out, had five defenders out there. Yeah. Four of which can't even defend. They, yeah, they, like, not to say that City isn't a team to take seriously, but, like, you know what they're about. Like, that doesn't mean you just let them do it and, like, hope and pray that you get some on account. You have to assert yourself. You got to go out there. Like you said, Ronaldo, you have Bruno, you have Rashford, Sancho, all these guys that, like, some of them don't even play, and you're just sitting back and would rather, you know, keep a clean sheet in a nil-nil in an 80,000-pack stadium with people screaming your name in one of the biggest games of the year. And a game that could very well make or break your career as manager, like not even just for United, but future occupations. And you choose to go out there and just be a bystander. Like it's, you could have probably taken one of the most athletic people in the crowd and put them on the field. And there would have been no difference. If you subbed out any one of the 11, that wasn't to hit. There would have been no difference in terms of play passing. It was just all abysmal. Yeah. The defending is what got me. Like when you look at, you look at by his own goal, he needs to be in a better reaction position to deal with that ball. But if you look at the cross that I think it was Kyle Walker on the far side of the field, the cross that was made before that could have been a goal. And it was because body wasn't marking the, uh, whoever it was Foden maybe yeah. he just lost them. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like high school stuff, you know? Yeah, it, it really is. It really I saw, is. I, I don't know if you guys saw the stat about Oli, but uh, Oli has lost like 21% of United's home games. You guys hear about that? Yeah, that's that is insane. Like, that on its own is a fireable offense. Like, forget <laughs> everything, like that alone. Like, like when I joined, I heard you talking a little bit about the fortress that Old Trafford used to be. Like, at the very least, United should be winning home games at the very least. And that's probably been his toughest thing his whole career and his whole time at United. I mean, I just don't understand the team selection. I, I, I don't understand what you're thinking with Fred and McTominay, Luke Shaw and Wambasaka. All in, like, it just wasn't, it didn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, it's, it, it, I think it's because, he clearly has favorites like Sean McGuire, two of his favorites, I would say. And like, they haven't been in good form all season, but just like with the Fred and McTominay, I like, I used to think that he had a reasoning behind it playing both of them. Like, yeah, workhorses are both going to shield and let your attackers go. But now playing both of them just kind of turns everyone else off. Like they're the only two working around the field. Like for the second goal, when Cancelo put that ball in back post, like, and people were blaming De Gea for, you know, letting in. Yeah, he should have saved it. But his biggest mistake was thinking that Shaw and Maguire were going to do something that a defender would do. And, like, you know, <laughs> jump to try and clear the ball or not just, like, watch it go down and land on Bernardo Silva's foot. Like, it was a beautiful ball, but just 
It was. They're starting to like lapse in concentration. They're losing focus. And McGuire came out and said lack of belief. And if that if they're saying lack of belief, you got it. The manager's got to go. If his job isn't to pick the team, if his job isn't to, you know, get a style of play, it's to make sure that your players are up and ready for every game 100% of the time. And that's the bare minimum. And he can't even do that, according to his captain, who he hand-selected. So, I, I don't know. And like, what frustrates me as well is, like, don't you, don't you expect to see some accountability from – like the players on the field, like you get all the post game stuff and the Instagram posts all the time, but like on the field, you don't see accountability. Like you don't see in the body language of the players, you don't see them wanting a change or somebody saying like gathering the troops, you know, you don't see a real leader out there. Mm-hmm. I, I sent the post to Walker. Um, like I think it was yesterday, the day before, and it was, of the video of De Gea like walking off the field at halftime and like punching the sign because he was pissed, like with him himself letting it in. And then it was a picture of Maguire's like, oh, we'll do better post. And I was like, I cannot believe that this guy wears the armband and just like, oh, thanks for your support. We'll get him next time. Like, no, like go out and get them. Like, don't tell me you're going to do it. And then just, I should have thing. I was like, a little bit of fire. Like, finally, someone showing that they're angry and they don't want this. And yeah, just, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, not good at all. Um, I mean, what a, what a pass, though. I want to go back to that Schwal Cancelo pass for a minute. Um, he, he, what a player he is, dude. Like, he, City fan showing you, Walker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Juan Cancelo is, like, an amazing player, dude. He, it, it, if he keeps this up, one, could he go for De Bruyne's record? I don't know. Five assists in his last three? It's kind of insane. If he keeps going at that rate, anything is possible. But um, I don't know. You thought Bruno was going to break that at one point after the, what was it, the second game? No, it was Pogba. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pogba had all but you know, stuff. but you know, Pogba's not wearing not wearing the French colors, so yeah. never gonna get it. But what really makes me mad is like, and, and it just shows like the ineptitude that is Ollie. Is Fred looks great when he wears a Brazilian shirt, and Pogba looks great when he wears a French shirt, and each of them play in a double pivot on that team. Like, why? Why is it so hard to get? to get this to mesh like it, it makes sense on paper and it makes sense in practice on different teams so i i'm i, I don't understand and i don't understand how, how they didn't fire him fumbling the bag on conti was really bad like yeah they drew to everton so what you know the sergio regular and emerson royale are not good so we'll see what they do there but i like it, emerson i think i don't like emerson he looks he labors on the ball he looks slow Fair. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Ollie's just clearly not it because the the solutions are there. I don't think the squad's really an excuse. Like it, it is in some it, it is an excuse because he's bad at his job. Do you do you know what I mean? Yeah, I he's not that. good at his job. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like a competent manager could come in and find a solution for not having it out and out six, and you know work around it, but. No, 
Uh, I guess guess not, Ollie. You know, some some competent managers prefer to have two, three, or four competent sixes on their teams, and um, resulted in six wins so far. Fifth in the table, Arteta's Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Ainsley Maitland Niles finally got ninety minutes. Man of the match showed up, showed out. Sambi Lokanga has been doing it. Eighteen-year-old kid from Belgium, party. We know who, how he does and who he is. And um, they still have Granite Xhaka, believe it or not. He is still on the roster. So I, I like what they've been doing. Twenty points now, fifth place. Um, they trusted the process. Seems to be paying off. Next, they have Liverpool. That's probably going to be an L. But can this Arsenal team not only get back into Europe? Can they finish in the top four? I think they can. I think they can. I, I like what they've done with some of their signings. I like Arteta as a manager. And with Chelsea at top of the table, I feel like the Premier League is wide open in a sense. I don't expect Chelsea to run away with the title. Um, you know, I think they're going to end up packing, piling up some draws and losses when it's all said and done. But so I think in, in a sense, it's, it's sort of wide open for Arsenal to, you know, Man United is not there right now. Um, Liverpool haven't hit their full stride yet. And City, you know, you never know for right now. So I like the chances. Yeah, I like yeah. the chances. Too. Yeah, if, if there's any year to do it, why not this year, you know, with the way people are playing um i i think there are three locks for top four with chelsea city and liverpool i think they're all gonna make the top four you can debate how uh they're gonna finish but i think west ham's gonna experience burnout because i think they're gonna go far in the europa league i think that they're still in the, oh yeah they knocked out united in the carabao cup cool uh and, and city. city and city yeah so they're going deep into they that. win the league cup it's looking yeah, like it they also have the FA Cup, and David Moyes is not a person to rotate his squad. He likes his players, and he's going to play his players that he likes, and it works. But, you know, when they're playing, you know, three games in 10 days multiple times over the course of a few months, it's going to start to affect some of the ones that haven't been doing that because most of them are used to playing a game a week and occasionally have a midweek game. But I think it'll catch up to them eventually, so I don't think they can sustain this form. And Arsenal could slot right in. Um, Brighton, I still think, are going to be up in this conversation come the end of the year. And, you know, somewhere or another, I think United's going to turn it around, whether Ali, you know, does some little magic potion over his players and gets them to play right, or they fire him and bring in someone competent. So it, it's definitely wide open. I could, I definitely see him in Europe, though, whatever competition, whether it be the big boy one, the little brother one, or the infant one, just they're, they're going to be there, though. I know Jesse Lingard's having cold sweats right now by not being at West Ham in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Yeah, he really should have left. Uh, I, I actually I agree with you. Uh, we're we're going to give them some flowers later in the pod, but um, everybody's been giving them their props, rightfully so. It's, it's actually funny. Um, do you remember the first episode of the pod uh, like t- almost two years ago now that we recorded 
And we both said West Ham was going to be like 16th, 17th. And then yeah. they, they were. They were bad, and then COVID happened, and then boom. Here they are. It's actually crazy what happened. But, yeah, I definitely think they're going to do a, get some burnout along the way. Too many competitions. Uh, they can't keep going without Mikel Antonio in these games. It, it, Gerard Bowen is very good, but they – they they're one injury away from from crisis. So and Arsenal can is Ogbonna okay? Because Ogbonna yeah. got hurt over the weekend, and Ogbonna's good. Ogbonna is good. So without him, there's a little bit of a defender gun. Yeah, but they th- they can still just pop Cresswell in, maybe put Sufal like left back, and then Ben Johnson right back because Cresswell is a tall, slow man. So. He just happens to play left back. Um, but yeah, Arsenal to the top four. I definitely think they can do it. I like the way they play. Um, what's very interesting to me is their depth at CDM. You know, they have um, Al Nenny, Ainsley Knott, Maitland Niles, Sambi Lokanga, Partey, Xhaka, and they, it's a key part of their team, mostly because Lacazette and Aubameyang are so lazy in their advanced stage, although. Um, Lacazette's playing very well lately. Got to give it to him. Aubameyang, not so much. They do a very high press with their CDMs. Everybody's working hard, willing to get back, double up. Um, It's kind of similar to how West Ham play, to be honest. Very similar. Kind of like a 4-4-1-1 where all the wingers are willing to get back and double up on the defense, but at the same time, your fullbacks are skilled enough to get forward. Um, And two great CDMs. Very similar. But yeah, I, I love what they're doing. There's a vision, unlike at Man United. So it's Arsenal fans should be feeling good, feeling really good about themselves. How do you feel about Emil Smith Rowe? Love him. Can't wait for him to. Did he get called up to England this this past he did. time? Good. He did because uh, Rashford withdrew and he was his replacement. Yeah, I've I've always loved Emil Smith Rowe and and Joe Willock for that matter. They made their they broke. They broke through into stardom around the same time. Their paths have been a little different since then, but confident Joe Willick will bounce back. Um, Emil Smith is a great player, though. The, there's, uh, if you guys ever seen these, there's a lot of clips of him from the U19s. Nasty, he's nasty, dude. He's got a he's got a curler on him. I can't wait to see him start ripping it more as he grows in confidence. Yeah, that's a that's my big thing. I think he I think he's really good. I just think he plays too safe. Like, and that's not a knock, so to speak. Like, that's good. But if you're 10, like, it's like Bruno. Like, I wouldn't want Bruno to go into a game and start passing backwards all the time. Like, no, nah, go go give it a go. Go give it a try. You have that talent. You have that quality. Take long shots. Try and create. And so once he, like, Walker said, kind of builds that confidence to go ahead and do that, he's going to be he's gonna be really good. He's good now. But once he kind of says, like, screw it, I'm going to do me, then I think he'll unlock that next level. Yeah, he wears his socks like Grealish. He needs to sit down with him, get some get some Maverick in his game. You also said something about Brighton. I think them not beating Newcastle was the end of their magic run. That's so ridiculous. I cannot believe that they did that. I, I can't. I watched the game, too, and I, I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed, dude. It was terrible. They, like that's the end. 
the the no more Europe. When you don't beat Newcastle in these circumstances, you don't get to make Europe. I don't believe. Oh, but it, you expected them to just run through everybody. Newcastle. The- I'd expect them to run through Newcastle. One hundred percent. They're terrible. They're they're tied on points with Norwich. Surprisingly. It was the Premier League, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The Newcastle are so bad. Does that make They're Brentford so bad, bad for tying Norwich? Yes, that was an t- awful result. <laughs> that was an awful result. It was Brighton terrible. Just and, in bad form. They're good. And Thomas good. Frank, as much as I love the man all season, he I think he made a terrible substitution and yanking Zonka after like 10, 15 minutes. Like the dude has scored like three goals from center back and set pieces. You're just going to yank him for this. Who? Who do you sub in? I, I I never heard of this guy until he he went into the game. Let me see. Charlie Good. It, it's listed as an injury sub, but he jogged off the field, not so gingerly. So I, I think it was premature. I didn't like that. The bad result, bad performance. Pookie still had a shit game. He should have he should have scored a few more, but Tim Kroll just played out of his mind. Mm-mm. Like a man. Tooney needs to start scoring at home. To be honest, love him. Yeah. Also love a Brentford tangent, but um all right. That's that's about everything important that happened in the Premier League. Um We'll be back after some nice music and or What's up, guys? Back at you. We call it soccer on the YouTube portion. Got some sick music playing right now. Don't know what the mashup is yet, but I know it was awesome. Um, We're here to react to the U.S. men's national team roster a little bit late, but also to predict the games that are coming up. Two big ones, Jamaica versus the U.S. MNT and Jamaica versus Mexico. Had a little bit of a brain fart there because of my split allegiance. In, uh, in both these games, being supportive of uh, Altree's fans. I've turned, uh, I've turned over a new leaf. I've realized that FIFA has been oppressive to them, that their chance yeah. should, be, should be legalized. That's a thing. And uh, it really came to the realization, the NFL taunting rules. It's a whole, it's a whole rabbit hole that we're not going to go down. <laughs> and, uh, Another episode. Yes. Yes. And I do have ties to the Jamaican national team as well. Um, so, you know, it's going to it's going to be a tough window. And I think it was the wrong window to fuck around and leave John Brooks out. And to only bring one actual striker on the roster, I think I think both of those decisions are ridiculous. What say you? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely ridiculous. I think almost as ridiculous as uh, taking Mark McKenzie over John Brooks. He doesn't even play for Genk. Did no. you know this? Well, well, to be fair, Greg, Greg spoke about form, right? And, you know, you, you can't be in bad form if you don't play, right? 
Hence why Pulisic is here when he's played 20 minutes in the last two months. And he's going to go full 90 against Mexico, probably, even though Thomas Tuchel has told Greg personally, please take it easy. But is Greg going to listen? No, because Greg has no idea what he's doing. And it's just wouldn't be mad to see him as a super sub in either of those games. Like, give him him 20 minutes. Like, if we have to start Paul Areola to preserve Christian Pulisic's hamstrings, then I'll bite the bullet. Yeah, at least to work hard. You know, give Christian a good exactly tire them out, give Christian a good 30 against tired defenders, slow defenders in Mexico's case. Um, yeah, so. I'm I'm glad you're you're not happy about that. Um form. Form, form, form. It seems like selective form because you know Josie Out the door has been playing real well. Been playing real well. Uh Joe Scally finally got called up, even though he's been in great form since the beginning of the year. Um that that's another thing that like blows my lid. Cameron oh my Carter God. Vickers? He form. Great form. I uh, I think I shared something today on Twitter about it. He's a uh, top three in across Europe in uh, tackles per game yes, among is. U23 players. That is, like, yeah, you could say U23, but that's his age group. That's who he's going to be in his prime with. And if he's playing like this and continues, that's good. And he's in a solid league. He's, he's in the championship, right? So it's, you know. In the SPL, but yeah, still oh, yeah, a solid yeah, league. Yeah, Got Stevie G over there. Speak. We didn't talk about. I, we can do this later, but I, I want to. Stevie G's rumored for some of the managerial vacancies, specifically Aston Villa. Um, I don't think he'd leave midseason because chance to. Who knows? Maybe maybe they could do the double. Get frisky in Europe. Um. Yeah. It's maybe. Maybe, maybe. he should go to United. Would you take him? No. Really? No. Well, if he brings Alfredo Morelos and uh, Camera with him. No. Okay. He's Liverpool scum. Wow. Scouse bastard. Never trust him. Um, The good thing about this roster, though, I am confident that if we see the midfield three of Tyler Adams, Gianluca Busio, and West Stone McKinney. We should not only outpossess, but outplay any team in CONCACAF based on the form all three of them have been on. Weston, ever since the scandal and Max Allegri said he needs to score more goals, guess what? Been scoring more goals. Guy has been in form. He's he has the gazelle run back. He's the he's the Weston looks engaged. Um, he looks like he listened to everybody's shit on him. He said, you know what? I'm gonna show you guys. And he's been showing us. Uh, Gianluca Busio actually won man in the match when they beat Roma. That's Jose Mourinho's Roma, who I and many other people thought could maybe do something before two something until they fell apart. Just was shown for ball, active as hell, completed the some of the most passes on the field. He, I love the way he plays. He is just a midfielder. Like it, it, everything you want a midfielder, he has. And he's just going to get better with time. And then, you know, Tyler Adams, part of a big win versus Dortmund. Mexico ain't shit compared to those guys. Like, they really ain't shit. Jamaica ain't shit. And if we start those three men, 
I could care less if Mark McKenzie's behind them, to be honest. I think we're going to control the game so thoroughly, and Tyler Adams is going to clean up so extensively while Jan, Luca, and Weston cover so much immense amounts of ground that it, it, it won't matter. It won't matter. I'm that confident in this midfield and this group. Yeah, um, I like that midfield. But I know Greg won't do this, but what I've been pondering about is our like biggest area of depth right now is probably like given form and whatnot. It's probably the midfield. Why wouldn't we just load it? You know, why not? We don't have, we only have one real striker. Aronson or Wea could play that second striker. And then you just play out the midfield four together and just dominate the game. See, I, I'm, I still think Musa is a better winger than a midfielder. I think that's why he plays there for Valencia. And he was part of a big dub for them this weekend, yeah. too, coming back for his athletic late. And he was a big part of it, driving at people, tired legs. And I, I, I understand the value of that in midfield, but we have two people who – three people, actually. Man, Tyler's not really, like, the progressive dribbler, but Jan Luka and Weston definitely take people on. And Weston can pick a pass. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! Yes, he can. So, and, and Jan Lucas shows for Baltimore. So I don't know. I, I I think Musa should be in the eleven. I think he should just be on the wing, and then, you know, Aronson on the other one, Ricardo Pepe, and then you bring Way off the bench when they're tired. I I think imagine being a defender having to guard like either Waya or Musa for sixty minutes, and then the other one for the last thirty. Yeah. I'd, I'd like I'd want to see that now that I'm talking about it instead of Paul or Christian. Yeah, oh no, he, he he neither of them like should play to be yeah. honest. And um, Mo- I think Moose is just he's so dangerous with the ball that I think like like you said he's better. He's more used to playing out wide, but I just don't see Greg like even having the thought of playing him remotely close to there. And I don't know. I, th- I think he's too dangerous to leave on the bench, but like you said, Weston and Busio can still do that. Um, so, but I'd still have Musa in my midfield. I guess just cause I like him. Uh, I like him too. He should, I think he should play no matter what, yeah. if it's, if it's midfield or wing, I, he's better served being on the field than, than off. And uh, so are we. Yes. And uh, and another thing is a new boy in camp. I love this guy, Jesus Ferreira. Jesus Colombian Ferreira. descent. You see that? You Ooh. see that back there? This was planned. There we go. There we go. Uh, I like it. Yeah, he, so he's a this. 10. He, yeah, he's, he's a 10, 10. But he's so, listed as a striker on the on the roster. Yeah, 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 I guess. He, he can play striker in FIFA. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, he's played striker before he's playing 10 a lot for Dallas and just said him and Pepe link up is stupid. And going back to, like I said, with that midfield four thing, we're not going to do it, but imagine if you had Adams at six, Weston and Busio going at eight and then Jesus in front of them, like creating, and he's so good in tight spaces, like something out of nothing type of player. And then just those two driving and Weston with his late runs, Pepe making runs and he has that connection. And then for that second striker, Aronson or Wea and their work rate going everywhere, you'd tire out Mexico in half an hour. Yeah, I, I would want to see you'd, it. You'd have I think 70% that's... of the ball. You could play like Greg wants to play with that lineup. I think that's a bit too creative for Greg's taste. 
Also, the only thing that would concern me with that, and this also concerns me with this overall roster, no Serginho Dest is definitely going to be an issue. Um, we've seen before what fullbacks who can't, you know, who aren't good at build up play uh, can do. Tony is good at runs in behind, receiving the ball, and then crossing it. He's not very good at one twos, the little quick passes. That's that's not really his thing. That's more Serginho. Joe Scally is not much of a factor going forward at all. Yeah, he he's had an assist or two this season, but his his real value is defensively. He can lock up Bundesliga wingers, and for that logic, give him anyone in Concacaf like Ticatito, yeah. What? Yeah. No, he, he, Joe Scally's pocket is where you're gonna be, guy. But I'm a bit concerned with the creation out of fullback, especially when I think we're gonna start Zach Steffen. Given you know he got the last two starts, um, and uh, so I don't know. I I think I think that's gonna be an area to watch, but also a chance for people to step up, maybe. So yeah, yeah. And another thing, I'm just I'm on the U.S. men's national team little website thing they got going on. Looking at these guys' pictures under current roster, some of them look so smug, so smug, I'm so smug, and it's just like, and it's the guys that people already don't want here that are just like, yeah, I'm entitled. And then you have people who are just normal, like nobody. Whatever, that was a sidebar. I don't know. That's still, they need to. They need to take pictures, brother. Yeah, they need to fire the team photographer, fire the manager, um, fire the how many designer. That's that's the big yeah. thing. Oh God! See, that's... we have six sponsors, but we don't have sick kits. Our, our training kits are better than our in-game kits. It's terrible. How many so... points we get? Like, what do I think, or what? What do I? What do like? Gun to your head. Gun to my head, three. Three? Three. Did Jamaica lose to Mexico? I could see it happening either way, to be honest. Wow, that'd be crazy. No, see, beat, I think we're going to get six Mexico, points. We get a full rotated squad against Jamaica. Six points. Six, six points. Six points. Ink it. Six points. We're going to beat both of them. Um, It's going to be a shock. It's going to be a shock, mostly because... The midfield is just going to dominate Mexico so thoroughly. It's not even going to be. Um, no, it is going to be a context contest. Calling it here. Dos. Acero. USA win. Honestly, I could give a fuck about the Jamaica game. Dos Acero versus Mexico. Jamaica game. I don't think. Um... English-based players can even go to it. Yeah, so they uh, like they're trash. A, well, you know, yeah, but for us too, that's a. Hey, it's in Jamaica this time, though. So remember last no, time, no fans, no fans. Oh wow, no fans, and you know, last time they should have got like four or five red cards, but didn't. So <laughs> never know, never know what can happen. Kind of caffeine. Yeah. So who who do you start in versus Jamaica? You're you're the coach. You're telling the team who's starting. Who's starting? The same exact eleven both games. Stefan McKenzie Robinson, um, Tony Robinson, and Joe Scally Wally. Um, the midfield that I named before: Brendan Aronson, 
Ricard Pepe. It probably will be Paul Areola, but I would start Eunice Musa and then bring in uh, Pulisic off the bench for whichever winger's playing shittier. All right. All right. I think. Uh, are you? I don't care. Stefan or Turner, whichever. Fine with either, but I, I'd probably based because I don't think Turner's been playing that well in the MLS of late. I've seen some low lights of him. Um, so I'd go Stefan, then Robinson, Robinson, Richards, uh, Scally, probably. Then I'd do your midfield, but I'd be fine with Busio or Musa. Um, and then the front three, uh, just uh, Brendan Aronson, Wea, and Pepe is what I'd probably go with. Although I really want to like, find a way to fit in Jesus Ferreira in there because I think he's really good, but I don't really see it like as a starter unless he changes his formation a little bit. Yeah, we'd have to change the formation up for it, but and I don't I don't know. If Serginho was there, I'd also feel more comfortable narrowing up the the wide midfielders to compensate for Jesus because like that also frees him up and gives him more responsibility. I don't think our our current personnel are ready for that. Even even Musa is not great at, at level one two. So he's more of a, a progressor and a, a driver. Yeah, you know. Whereas Aronson can do it all, man. His Champions League game versus Wolfsburg. John Brooks had a great game that day, but Brandon Aronson, man, he was getting fouled all over the place. It's it's like ba- call me crazy. He's ba- baby pool sick, man. Like he, he is a similar type of player, except he has built Philly sturdy. He's actually from Philly, not just from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Medford. He's from Medford, right? Medford. Uh, Medford Messi. Shout out Medford. Shout out Medford Messi. Um, there's also Delco. Zach Steffen, FC Delco legend. Shout out Owen, FC Delco, also legend. Um, oh, speaking of legends, mm-hmm. Alex Mighton. Yeah, USA. Um, I was going to watch it. I was going to watch some highlights of him before I got on the pod. Didn't get the chance to. Am I going to be impressed? He's not. He's, right. he's a pacey winger. He's, he's like a lighter frame kind of guy that is skillful. Um, he's not scared. He's been playing in the championship, I think, since he's 19 now, and he has 50 first-team appearances for Forest. 50. Five wow. Out. And his debut was against Arsenal. So All he's right. played big teams. This is huge. He's been a star for the England youth teams. Like, England Good fans man. are salty. That. Good. Like, and now they're just coming out like, oh, he's too small. Like, yeah, he's a teenager. Like, yeah. And, I grow. mean, I don't blame him. They have a lot of depth. You know, and, you're yeah. definitely going to have a better chance of breaking in the U.S. team. And probably yeah, the better chance of winning the World Cup, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 2026, um, we call it soccer. That's Michael. I'm Walker. We are going to win anything and everything that is on the table because we are the greatest. We are the greatest of all time. Um, for those of you who watch UFC, thorough American domination. Thug Rose, I love you. I love you so, 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 so much. USA. Call soccer. Type of money you don't